Guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of, of course, The Arsenio Buck Show. Today is episode two of the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to top this off with a quote. Robert Kiyosaki said he noticed that one dad had a habit of putting his brain to sleep when it came to finances, and the other had a habit of exercising his brain. I mean, this is basically what we see all around us, right? I mean, if I look at some of the uh, the pedestrian bridges out here in Bangkok, Thailand, when I walk across them, there's always a beggar on that bridge. Now, the beggar, of course, owned by the mafia or whatnot, um, they sometimes have a kid with them to make us feel even more, more pity, you know, for their circumstances. But of course, right afterwards, or I wouldn't say right afterwards, but later in the evening, they get into a car and they drive off with that money. That all the pity, all the pity, all the people who gave them the pity, all their money. So, again, when it comes to exercise, like if you're sitting on a bridge, you know you're not, gonna, you're not doing anything. And if you're just accepting handouts, just as a lot of people just want to accept those handouts in life, you're never, and I mean you're never going to get ahead in life. You're just going to sit there and say, you know what, I'm in these circumstances because of this, because of that, because of this. And everyone who doesn't, oh, uh, who doesn't know me owes me money. Does that make any goddamn sense? The long-term result was that one dad grew stronger financially and the other one grew weaker. You know, it's like, it's like if you look at it this way. Proper physical exercise increases your chances for health, right? It goes the same with proper mental exercise increases your chances for wealth. So if you expect that shouting out affirmations or, or you know, a, a well, I'm sorry, affirmations are far better. But if you, if you just expect and think that things are going to be delivered to you in a sense that shouting out these affirmations and having people feel sorry for your sorrows is going to get you ahead, you are sadly mistaken. Guys, this is why I ended up doing a Tough mutter four years ago because I knew that amount of physical pain would ultimately turn mental. And then I would want to give up on myself just as I wanted to give up on myself through so many years. And at that time, it was only two years had I been here. And through those moments, those dying moments, when I was going up those hills and I was saying, man, I need to quit. But there was no one else out there that was going to save me. Just as what happened last November when I did the Spartan Beast in Wahing, Thailand. But, you know, my knee almost gave out on me. I said, oh, my God. But you know what? I was just so mentally strong to that point that I was like, I don't give a damn knee. If you don't want to do it, I'll drag myself. I'll crawl if I got to. I'm not quitting this goddamn race just because you want to give out on me. See, it's that exercise. Now, I'm talking about the physicality of it that turns mental. But if you guys can just exercise your mind, exercise your body, ultimately, there are going to – you're not going to see instant results. Now, remember what Simon Sinek said. It's not going to be instantaneous. This is why so many people give up. It's kind of like if you go to the gym one day, boom, you hurry up and lift some dumbbells. Boom, you just believe that you're going to have a physique out of this world. It doesn't work like that. All the fake ass people out there who say oh, six pack abs and you know you can get abs for this and do this and do that. No, it doesn't work like that either. <sighs> All of that is fake. All of us already have abs. It's just a matter of showing them, and it's just a matter uh, the matter of dieting in a certain way to to have those abs ultimately show. Robert Kiyosaki is lucky. He had two influential fathers, and he learned from both of them. He had to think about each dad's advice you know 
again, it's not the statement, I can't afford it. It's something that you need to be insistent about saying, how can I afford it? One is a statement. The other one's a question. One lets you off the hook and the other forces you to think. So once you say that statement, your brain literally stops working. But by asking the question, your brain is put to work. So always remember that. And you know, and this is probably why I'm so grateful and why I've been through the things that I've been through in my lifetime and whatnot. Because what ended up happening throughout the course of my life, I always questioned everything after going to Australia 10 years ago. And when I started questioning everything, doors began opening within my mind. And that perpetuated and it was, you know, it kept coming and coming. And I was like, oh my God. So you're telling me I don't, I'm not from the hood. You're telling me I'm not black. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm whatever I tell myself. I'm whatever I feed my subconscious as. See, one dad would recommend, hey, study hard so you can find a good company to work for. The other recommended study hard so you can find a good company to buy. One dad said, the reason I'm not rich is because I have you kids. The other said, the reason I must be rich is because I have you kids. One encouraged talking about money and business at the dinner table while the other forbade the subject of money to be discussed over a meal. One said, when it comes to money, play it safe. Don't take any risk. The other said, learn to manage risks. One believed our home is the, our largest investment and our greatest asset. The other believed my house is a liability. And if your house is your largest investment, you're in trouble. Both dads paid their bills on time, yet one paid his bills first while the other one always paid it last. Why? Because that one wanted to pay himself first. I was just having a discussion with some of my students just last week, and I was like, you know what? I just realized that my, my internet bill was like almost 100 U.S. dollars. And, for the, for, and the thing is, here in Thailand, your bills are normally 26 to 27 dollars. So for my bill to come out to that, it's pretty eye-opening. But why? Because I pay myself first. I pay myself the important things. Hell, I mean, when it comes to money right now, I'm getting into a massive surplus. And it gets me excited because now I'm like, okay, see, I went through them trying times. I knew that them trying times were not here to stay. They were here to pass. But I needed to learn the lesson within those trying times. See, I never give up. And through those trying times, now I'm like, hey, yeah, okay. So I get the internet bill. Then they start calling me. 1678. They call me. Probably three times a day. It was like two weeks ago. Hey, are you going to pay? Are you going to pay? Are we going to cut you off? I said, God damn it. Okay, fine. I'll pay. Why? I pay that shit last. And when it comes to the true internet bill, man, I didn't pay that damn thing for four months. I can't believe they didn't cut me off. Normally, they cut me off after a month. And they're like, oh. And I'm like, wait, how the hell did it turn out to 2,400 baht? Are you for reals? God damn, I thought I was paying something. Realized I didn't pay the last four months. June, July, August. And of course, here is September. I pay myself first, man. I go after the big. I go after the big fish. This is what's so exciting about it. Let me even break this down further. One dad believed in a company or the government taking care of them and their needs. Let me get, let me break that down for you guys. The welfare out there in America. Let me give you a story. I know there are a lot of you who listen to me from different countries. Okay, you guys might have this too. But in America, the government takes care of these people who have no money, no jobs, no nothing. They give them something called the EBT card. 
This EBT card enables them to buy food. If you have six kids, they give you about 1,000 US dollars worth of food money per month. You can't buy it on anything else, just items that you can consume. So what does that do? It builds a backbone. Is it your own backbone? No, it's the government backbone. It's a government handout. These people end up losing the, the ability to live because they sit on generational welfare for such a long time. You know what? It's just like my mother. I love my mother dearly. I love her to death. But my mother, she believes that staying in this household, which of course there have been so many on number of occasions, paranormal activity. There have been drugs, violence, gunshots on a continuous basis for 20 years. And she's like, no, I'm going to stay here until they tear these homes down and they give me a voucher to go buy a house. I said, mama, God damn, you haven't been living for 20 years. Are you for reals? Just because, I mean, it would just be, <laughs> you, you want this fucking handout? See, that's poor mom. That's poor mom mindset. I'm not calling my mom poor. No, I'm not calling her pockets poor. I'm saying poor mindset. Let me give you another one. The dad... Always concerned about pay raises, like my mom. Retirement plans, unlike my mom. Medical benefits, unlike my mom. Sick leave, like my mom. Vacation days, unlike my mom. And other perks. He was impressed with two of his uncles who joined the military and earned a retirement and entitlement package for life after 20 years of active service. That's just like my friend. My friend joined the military. He got 15,000 US dollars after finishing A school. That goddamn 15,000 was blown in three months. Why? Poor mindset. Bought a car, bought this, bought that. 2008, when the economy completely fell forward, this fool could have literally invested into all stocks, and those stocks would have had him at a million, sitting comfortably at a million dollars right now. No bullshit. But you know what, poor mindset? We know how to hurry up and spend. We know how to roll that dice and throw that shit on the ground and hurry up and try to, you know, buy all this materialism because somehow it's going to make us happy. It's not how it works. See, some people believe in that total financial self-reliance, you know, and others, they don't. You know, my dad, my family, they struggle to save a few dollars. Next thing you know, here I got $2,000 sitting really sexy in my bank account at the end of 2012. And they're like, Arsenio, what the fuck? You didn't buy anyone any Christmas presents. I'm like, no, you're selfish. I'm like, no, I'm just paying myself first. All this shit you guys are going to forget about in one week and I'm still going to be the bad one with, you know, with or without buying you guys presents. Your perception of me have al- has already taken place over the last probably decade and a half, two decades. So you could call me whatever you want. I'm paying myself first, baby. All this money's in the bank account because I am trying to fulfill my dream of going to Thailand in five months. Boom. Within three months, hey, we got – we ended up – we ended up – we ended up going – to Thailand for the first, well, I'm sorry, I ended up going to Thailand for the first time, or I'm sorry, the second time, and I went there to live. Why? Because I paid myself first. Was I the bad one? I was. But hey, in the end, that's how I ended up creating so many opportunities. One one dad taught him how to write, but it's like somebody t- teaching me how to write an impressive resume. Another one was like, hey, teaching me how to you know write strong business and financial plans so we could create jobs. You see what I'm saying here? So, guys, I'm just giving you a taster about what's to come on tomorrow's podcast. So you guys better stay tuned for more. Just let this seek in and just think about it a little bit. I'm your host, as always, over and out.